0: time to say goodbye to the weakest link in your business. Which is it? Listen to this episode and find out. Welcome to another episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Berg, speaker, author, sales trainer, website reviewer, here to help you and your wedding and event business sell more, profit more, and have more fun doing it. Enjoy this episode. Sometime in the 2000s, there was a TV show called The Weakest Link. There was a British host, and uh, the, the hook of the show was that when it was time for somebody to leave the show, when they lost or, or, or voted off or whatever, she would say to them, you are The Weakest Link. Goodbye. And that was it. That was it. It was just her attitude about it. It was great. So I was thinking about this because we all have weak links in things that we do or we're trying to accomplish. And what kind of sparked this was my internet connection. And I'm gonna talk about way more than that, but this was the story that sparked it. We upgraded our internet speed, like a lot of you probably have, you know, either during or before the pandemic, you said, hey, I need more speed here. And I had already upgraded my computer, so I knew that, that I was getting good speed there. And what we noticed is that there was a big difference between our Wi-Fi speed and the speed that we were paying for from the provider. And we found out, well, you can upgrade your router, your modem. So we did that, and there was still a big difference. And you could all run a speed test on your computer. We have Verizon Fios, and if you just Google Verizon speed test, it'll come up with this thing, and it'll give you the speed. But it gives you two different versions of it. The first is the speed at the router, at the modem, and that's the speed that they're sending to the box. In my case, it's in a closet, okay? And then you get upload and download speed. So when you're putting stuff up to the cloud, like when I'm broadcasting a video like this, that's upload. And when you're downloading, if you're downloading a file or if you're listening to this, that's download speed that's great. And we were getting 900 and something megabits per second. That's how they measure it, megabits per second. If you didn't know what that MBPS stands for, that's what that is. And what they call gigaspeed is a thousand MBPS. So we were getting pretty darn close to that at the modem. But at the computer on the Wi-Fi, we were getting 136 or 160 or something, which is still pretty good speed, but that's a big difference. I'm like, gosh, we're paying for gigaspeed. And then we said, well, let's do a hardwired connection because hardwired connections are supposed to be faster than Wi-Fi. And we built our house 10 years ago and we had them wire it for internet, for telephone, for TV, all that stuff inside the walls and plugged in the hardwired connection and it was actually slower than the Wi-Fi. I was like, gosh, what's going on here? And I started asking my geeky friends because I'm geeky, but not as geeky as some people I know. And it turns out that the wires in my house Or what are called CAT5 cable, C-A-T, category, CAT5 cable. And at the time, 10 years ago, that was the thing. Well, now there's faster than that. And it turns out that CAT5 cable can't handle more than about 100 megabits per second. So no matter how fast Verizon is giving me, it's like having a water pipe that goes down to a straw. You just can't push all the water through, right? So I just yesterday upgraded, and I actually had to run it kind of outside my house under the siding, but I ran cat eight cable, which is capable of this gig of speed. And guess what? I'm now getting 900 megabits per second up and download at my computer, which is fantastic. But I didn't know what I didn't know when there was the weakest link. So I started thinking, where are the other weak links? Is your weak link your advertising, marketing, networking, the way you respond to inquiries, following up or not following up, maybe that's better to say, asking for the sale, asking for the upsell. Where is your weak link? Because just like on a chain, that's why they call it use that metaphor weak link, just like on a chain, the weakest link is the one that's going to break and then the chain is broken. So, is it where you're advertising? Not just the quality of the ad, but where are you in front of the right people? Are you in the right place but not the right placement, right? Do you want to be at page 4 or do you want to be on page 1? Yes, you have to invest more, but you get seen more, you get more opportunities, which should lead to more inquiries, et cetera. Do you have that ad storefront dashboard, whatever you, they call it there, filled out the right way? The right photos, recent reviews, responding to those reviews, videos, right? Do you have all that stuff filled out the right way so you're attracting the right customers with the right bait? I like to call it like fishing, right? Throw out the right bait. If you fish with worms and the fish you're looking for don't like worms, they are not gonna catch anything but if they like bread, you better put bread on the hook, right? So very often I see people who have ads, often in the right places, but the photos aren't the right photos. They're older or they're grainy or because they were blown up too much or shot on cell phones or the lighting isn't good, or you're not showing the results of what you do. That could be the weak link. Then you get inquiries. How you respond, is that the weak link? Are you responding quickly? We know that's important. Are you responding quickly and the right way? Uh, just this morning on Facebook, I got pulled into another discussion about ghosting. Ghosting being when you get an inquiry, you respond and then you don't hear anything back. Or maybe you do hear back, you respond again, and then you don't hear anything back. Or maybe you had a meeting with them, and then after the meeting, you don't hear back. There's three possible results of every inquiry. And many of you have heard me say this before. You can get a yes, that's the best one. You can get a no. That's not the worst one. And then you can get nothing. And that is the worst. Because those people who reached out to you already, already had a need for what you do. That's why they reached out. And the fact that you haven't heard a no doesn't mean that they've booked somebody else. They may not have. They may have put it off. There's many reasons Actually, have one of my other podcasts is Four Reasons That You're Getting Ghosted, and I'm in the middle of writing a new book, and part of that is going to be nine reasons and really explaining what you can do about most of those. And I say most of them because there's no 100%. You can do everything right and still get ghosted by some people. But is that your issue, that you're getting ghosted and you don't know what to do about it? Or you're getting ghosted and it's your fault and you don't realize that it's your fault because you think you're doing it right. But there are some reasons that it's not working. And that's very often what I see. I I said this already. It's actually a chapter in the new book. Almost everything works sometimes. Nothing works all the time. And the problem is that you get fooled by when what you're doing works. But then when it's not working, you blame the customer. For instance, let's say four out of 10 inquiries that respond to you, you end up having a good conversation with, but six of them ghost you but all 10 of them were interested. I think the problem is you're getting fooled by those four that whatever you're doing is working, but those other six, hey, if you could get conversations with one or two or three of those every time you get 10 inquiries and you can now get seven out of 10 conversations, I think you're gonna book more sales and you might have to change the way you're doing it, which shouldn't affect those four because they're already responding. It should affect the others that are not. Or is your problem asking for the sale? Is that the weak link? So many wedding pros over the years have told me, I I hate sales, or I don't wanna be pushy. You're not being pushy when you ask for the sale. They reached out because they had the need. You're helping them get the results that only you can provide. That's not being pushy. I think you're actually doing a disservice to you and to them when you don't ask for the sale. Because when you don't ask for the sale, you don't get to do their wedding and they don't get the results that you can provide. So that's hurting both of you. So asking for the sale is not being pushy. Now, let me say this, you can do it in a pushy way, but that's not what I teach. I teach people how to ask for the sale in a way that helps the customer get the results that you're doing. I don't want you to be pushy. You don't have to be pushy to get the sale. I don't care what you're selling. I don't care if you are selling used cars, because that's always that metaphor. Because some of you know this, I used to sell cars. I was one of the top 50 Chrysler salespeople in the country, and my customer satisfaction was over 90%, which meant my customers were happy. They didn't feel I was being pushy, and yet I still had volume, because I helped them buy. Somebody walks into a car dealership, I don't have to guess whether or not they're interested in a car. They may not need one today, but most people don't go into a dealership unless there's some interest or some need either right now or coming down the line, so help them buy. That's where I learned how to do this. Or now let's look at other weak links. Is your weak link in the follow-up? They inquire, you respond, even if you respond well, and then, you know, you don't know what to do next. Or you had a meeting with them. You had a phone call, a Zoom call, an in-person meeting, a tour, and they left and they hadn't bought and then you don't know what to do next. That's follow-up. Right? Some of that ghosting is your fault because as I say often, if you're watching this on the video, you'll see it, I'll read it to you. I have these little signs that say, ambiguous next steps bring ambiguous results. You know, Is your weak link that you're not setting the expectation of what's supposed to happen next? Or is your expectation the upsell? You're able to get the sale, but then you can't do any upsell. Things that they didn't buy that might help their wedding, you just don't know when and how to ask. Is that your weak link? You need to find the weak link is your weak link asking for referrals? I was giving somebody a sales training the other day, and I said, there's only three times you should ask for referrals. He said, good, and he starts writing down. I said, before you get the sale, because if you ask for referrals before you get the sale and their friend who they refer books you, they're more likely to book you as well. When you get the sale, because now they're excited about working with you, and if you ask, you're more likely to get then." And then after the sale, you're likely to get because they want reinforcement that they made the right decision with their friends also booking you. So if you've been keeping score, it's always asking for referrals because before, during, and after the sale. So what's your weak link? It's time for you to find where those are. Work on those. You don't have to work on them all at once. Work on one thing. I was getting stuck writing my next book And I read an article. It was uh, Jake Tapper from CNN. It wasn't on CNN. It was about him being an author. I didn't know he was an author. He just wrote his fifth or sixth novel. And I'm thinking, gosh, this is a pretty busy guy. How does he write five or six novels? And the article was about how he writes at least 15 minutes a day, sometimes more, but at least 15 minutes a day. And I'm like, gosh, you know what? I'm trying to find time to sit down and write I used to write on airplanes, that's when I had the most free time where I was not being bothered with any social media or emails or phone calls or anything. And I'm not flying much now, actually I'm not flying at all yet, so I'm gonna start that really soon. And I said, you know what? I could do 15 minutes. We waste more than 15 minutes a day. So I sat down and I started writing a little bit and I wrote a little bit that day and I wrote a little bit the next day. A day or two went by, I didn't write, but then I wrote again and I wrote again. I think I'm about nine or 10 chapters into my next book, which is on ghosting by the way. And that was by just thinking that was the weak link. Me thinking I need to sit and write and I was getting stuck in that concept when just sit down and write, just write 15 minutes, just do it. And I did, and it's working. Same way with um, learning French, same way I taught myself Spanish, in the car listening to a podcast on how to speak French or taking a walk in the morning and doing Duolingo, right? That's how I'm doing it. What is your weak link? Find it and tell it, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Hi, it's Alan Berg. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. You can find full transcripts on my website at podcast.allenberg.com. And if you have a suggestion for a topic for a new episode or even a guest, please let me know at alan at